0: Welcome everyone to the Mr. Mike Show. Mr. Mike is on a mission to explore the unique stories of inspiring personalities from different career paths. On this podcast, he interviews guests from all kinds of backgrounds and discusses their life experiences, successes, and failures. Every episode is an insightful, engaging conversation that will leave listeners feeling inspired. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, morning, Reed.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: Uh, good yourself. Oh, not too bad. Just uh, I was trying to get on, but my uh, my Zoom decided to update, and
1: uh, I love when that happens. <laughs> every, every, everything
0: happens at the same time. So uh, it's been a while, honestly. Uh, I think we we tried to do this a couple times. Yes. And uh, and then I got derailed with a concussion, so I was off all year, and D Dumpty was not the. Uh, has not pieced back together for a long time, but uh, I'm back. You're here. We're all good. You got some cool stuff, and, uh, and let, instead of me talking about it, you're going to talk about it. You're um urban fantasy author, and you're from Maine, father, author, husband, and um, I recently saw that you got some other stuff going on, so uh, tell us how you got into, uh, got into writing first. That's usually a good place to start.
1: You know, I was... Um very big into writing when i was young and when i came time to graduate from high school i really i'd picked out a college i wanted to go and get my creative writing degree and my dad who was a blue collar worker welder was like no that's stupid that's a lot of money going down the drain I want, go get a good factory job so i ended up not doing it i i listened to my dad I, I went and got a job and worked in a paper press factory for a little while and i hated it oh boy And then I kind of fell into accounting. And so 20 years go by, and I've built this job, life, career, and whatnot. And I got into an argument with my oldest daughter. I was giving her a lecture about how she needed to pursue a career that she was passionate about. And she immediately threw it back in my face. She was like, Dad, you always talk about, you know, writing the novel and how that was your dream. And like, What have you done? So that kind of gave me the kick in the butt I needed to get out there. And I was like, no matter what, I'm going to get this first book done. So I took out a 401k loan, borrowed some money from my retirement so I could afford the editing and all of that. And I set out with the goal of having the first series, the Baku trilogy, all three books. Uh, No matter what, I was going to get those three books published and say I did it. So that's that's kind of what kicked me off down the road. Um, So in, in a way, it's all her fault. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey well that's good that's why we get children and then they kick us in the butt to show us it's 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 good to pursue our dreams right
1: right and in fairness she's like my harshest critic i mean when you um when you're looking for honest feedback on something that you've written give it to a 16 year old girl and say hey be honest with me you're not going to get in trouble
0: yeah <laughs> and what's the um and for your, your your writing style what's the the age uh bracket what do you target
1: I am more adult. Um, I, I'm definitely 18 plus. There's some graphic violence, um, and inappropriate content for the younger kids, uh, in my books. With that, I kind of, I have a cross between like a Buffy vampire slayer type style book and supernatural. Mm. Um, I really, when I looked at writing, I, I wanted to get into urban fantasy. And I thought the market was already flooded with vampire and werewolf stories, so I stayed away from vampires and werewolves and went with more witches and demons and magic. So
0: I like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and, and, and sci-fi and urban fantasy. So it's uh, it sounds very interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's something about you know watching Buffy as a. Heroin uh in my younger days and having that witty snappy comeback having that same type of humor but at the same time being able to tell a darker story right yeah
0: and that kind of humor doesn't exist anymore right
1: yeah right that type of that that's very dangerous humor nowadays
0: but it's a great style to have but in terms of because you it's going to be a a trilogy series and the first book in the in the in the trilogy is soul stealer origins yep did you know it was going to be a trilogy when you started writing
1: I wrote the Baku trilogy first, which takes place in modern day. Um, and that introduced a side character, Oxivius Soul Soulstealer. And from that, from the feedback from the first trilogy that I did, I had so many people wanting to know about that character. Like, where did he come from? You know, because he's revealed as this uh, cannibal necromancer that's actually a dark hero, um, who's got all this sage wisdom and advice because he's been alive forever. So I went back and I started with Soulstealer Origins, Pretty much based because I've got so many people asking, like, hey, tell us how this guy came to be, you know, this awesome necromancer that he is. Uh, so Soul Stealer Origins is meant to be a trilogy, the Soul Stealer series. It starts with Origins, it which takes place uh, around the 1300s during the fall of the Knights Templar. Mm-hmm. And then the next book in the series, Mistress of the Waterfall, jumps to the 1600s uh, during the Pilgrims and Pirates. And he comes to America for the first time aboard the Mayflower and the journey continues there. And now I'm working the final book in the trilogy comes out at the end of this month on August 31st, Exile.
0: Mm. So I, I see a movie in production. I I, I could see him coming to America <laughs> on the boat. Right. right. Uh, and, and the second book is called The Soul Stealer Mistress of, of the Waterfall. Yes. So your first trilogy, and then you spin off with a character, and you get into this trilogy. But what's the what's the process like? If you write the manuscript. You said you you took out money to to pay for editing services. Like, well, what's the beginning like? What's the middle like? And what's the final product like? The, the whole process
1: for me and and my process, I kind of started with the idea of the story I wanted to tell, and that really is all three books together in one idea. And then you kind of peel back and say, okay. Let me break this into, instead of writing a thousand page epic, let's break this into consumable chunks Uh, that make sense. Then I grind out my drafts and I start uh, picking away at it, go through the editing process, start the marketing, get the cover designs done. And then I have a close network of friends that are my first test readers uh, that go through it and tell me everything that they like, they don't like. In some cases, I want people not to like characters or for things to make the... The certain passages to make them uncomfortable and then once it's polished i'm I'm ready to send it off to the paid editors to do their piece and then i get it back and start doing all the electronic formatting to get it into the different versions to get it out there so
0: time frame six months a year to get a book out two years
1: the first one definitely took me longer because i was you know starting out publishing myself i didn't i had to find everybody now that i've got all the resources like i've got my cover designers i've got my editors uh generally speaking about six months to to get a good book out and like i I work full-time i don't follow the write every day advice that a lot of that's common in the trend like i write all weekend long that's what i do for entertainment right saturday sunday i go on a binge and i just write
0: and everybody's got everybody's got their style right so yeah i I actually it's funny you say that because uh, i've in the past i've spoken to a lot of writers and they commonly say that they write every day just to get some words down and then they're like, I don't have that creative, whatever the case may be, and they, and they just can't get anything out and then they, maybe they wait for inspiration the next day or the following weekend. But that's, you know, as a, as a working man, as a, somebody's got to pay the bills, like uh, who needs TV when you have TV at the palm of your hands, right? <laughs>
1: Right. Well, I find for me, it works better. Like I have a long commute. I live in the state of Maine here in the US, um, which a lot of people don't picture, but it's an eight hour drive from one end of the state to the other. You know, I can drive and be in Canada in six hours, but it takes eight hours to get to the other side of my state. So my commute is an hour long to get to my workplace every day. So I mean, two hours a day in the car to think about my story. You know, and so by the time Saturday rolls around, I've been thinking about that next chapter all week. I've been writing that chapter. I've I've seen those scenes. And that's really when I get together and I start writing, there's a series of scenes that I know I want to write, you know, like I, I get this moment in my head and I say, I, I can picture it. It's going to have feeling and it's going to have heart and it's going to be an awesome epic scene. And then it's just really filling the gaps in between those scenes. Right
0: a lot of brainstorming done on the car rides oh yeah so once you get to the keyboard you're like i, I got all the ideas i did it all right it's it's it's, it's kind of like being in class the teacher says right i can't write if i if I can't think about it right so there you go
1: yeah and then the weekend rolls around and you're you're primed like I, i've spent an entire week thinking about this next scene i'm ready to go so
0: and in terms of um social media and your digital content so you obviously have your own website and that's um rlwestgate.com and there we could find your books we could find you have a blog you have a shop actually and you have a member section so uh people can actually sign up and be a member of your of your website and your whole series Is that correct
1: that is correct
0: in terms of that you're also all your books are on amazon so everybody can go check those out and then uh you're on tiktok you're on you're on instagram and you're on youtube And if anybody wants to check those out, they click on the episode, they find all your social media links there. So that's not an issue. Um, Going forward, you said your book's going to be your third book of the trilogy of the recent trilogy is going to be released soon. Yes. And then after that, is there something else already in the works?
1: Yes, I actually have two other books in the works right now. Uh, So I have a companion book coming out for Christmas of this year uh, called The Druid of the Morgu. Uh, which is going to take place in my urban fantasy setting uh, in modern day. And it's going to follow a sub story from the first trilogy of another set of characters. And then I I got the urge to try writing some traditional fantasy. So I've got another traditional fantasy book due out that I'm already almost finished with writing now. That's going to be released uh, March 31st of next year.
0: Awesome, man! Man, You're you're just going away. You're plowing at this.
1: Yeah, I really enjoy it. Like, I after I got that first trilogy done, I was like, you know, that was the goal get the first one done and and I was going to decide from there what I was going to do. And when I finished, I was like, wow, I really love doing this. You know, and I'm I'm finding a pretty fair amount of success for an independent author, and now I can't stop. It's it's like, oh, I got to get that idea down. I got to get that book out.
0: It's fuel for the soul.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I work a very, like, accounting is a very dry job, right? Like, I crunch numbers all day. It's not very creative. Uh, you, you, can, you go to jail for creative accounting, right?
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that, though, because uh, I remember getting, when I, I, I got a bunch of tattoos, and it wasn't something I wanted to do. It wasn't something I started when I was young. I actually started getting tattoos kind of more or less in my late 20s. Long story short, I met uh, the, the tattoo artist that does my stuff. Uh, he's an, He was an accountant originally, and he would go to work and then come home, and he would draw every night for hours, hours on end, and then after X amount of years, he just got fed up, and he was able to transition into opening his own business or running a tattoo shop, so the story kind of resonates with me, because it's very similar. It's like, I have a passion, and I kind of think it pays the bills, but this is what I like to do.
1: Yeah, I don't know too many people who are actually, like, passionate numbers people, uh, I mean, everybody would like to say, "Oh yeah, that's that's my calling." Like, I don't know too many people who actually sit down and go, "Yeah, that's what I want to do with the rest of my life."
0: <laughs> I love accounting. I want to, I want to, I want to do this. But yeah. uh, no, it's it's great because then you're you're able. Hey, if it, if it ever becomes a full full time gig, and then that that's the that's the dream, right? To transition to that.
1: And absolutely, I've actually uh, told my boss where I work now that you know, uh, eight years. I, I'm giving myself eight years. I really want, you know, by the time I turn 50 to slow down and just write full time,
0: Yeah.
1: you know, and it's it's not like, hey, I want to be done tomorrow. I don't want to be like unrealistic in my goals. But I think it's important to have that goal out there of, you know, eventually I'm going to sunset this, you know, and eight years gives you time to clean up your own personal finances. So you're not as income reliant. Right.
0: Who told me this story? off the top of my head, I can't remember, but I, I had a conversation with somebody about that last year and they transitioned slowly over time yep. and they hit, I think it was about 55. They hit and they, uh they started doing it full time and writing and it was, was one of those things, but you have to like, it's unless somebody at the top really says, Hey, uh, follow this person by their books. You really have to grow your, you know, develop it, water your seeds and, um, but you have excellent writing. So I'm sure you will get there 100%.
1: Oh, thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it seems today like unless somebody, you know, Netflix or HBO comes in and drops a special in your lap, you know, it's a long, tedious grind, right? You got to get in front of people. You've got to resonate with folks. You know, I do live in the same state as Stephen King, but he hasn't noticed me yet. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) in terms of of that, though, uh, since you're, You know, you you started by yourself and then you had to make those connections and, um, you know, your cover designer and all that stuff. Have you done any uh, book signings or events or uh, advertisements of that sort?
1: I have. um, I've done two comic conventions, actually. I kind of went with that market because of the nature of the urban fantasy. You know, you, you look at urban fantasy as a genre and it's not... It doesn't really have its own little spot with book awards and stuff like that. It's like a subgenre of fantasy. Um, so, trying to do like traditional book fair type stuff with all these other authors, you mm. feel out of place. But, man, sitting next to a comic booth uh, with my stuff and having my stuff out there, I have an artist that's done a bunch of materials for me. I felt right at home. So, like, I did a pop comic con uh, in Lowell, Massachusetts. And it was great. Like, people were talking. They were coming all in costume. My daughter did cosplay as one of my characters and entered the cosplay contest. Like, I felt like, for me and my genre and what I'm, what I'm selling, because by no means am I, am I out here saying I'm the next literary fiction guy. Like, I write action in your face, punch them fantasy. You know, you are going to read, you know, strong characters punching demons in the face type care- fantasy, you know? Um, I'm not Shakespeare and so sitting in that market and being like no this is entertainment you know i'm not looking for a literary award here i'm looking to entertain you and for you to have a great time reading these books um and that's really been the market like getting out and signing and doing stuff like that leaning more towards the comic cons the comic festivals you know same type of deal
0: that's amazing i it's funny because you're as you were saying that I was thinking it's more like Diablo 4 S type action and and that just recently came out too so um Comic-Cons and stuff that really does suit the genre. Let's um have you met anybody interesting when you've gone to these Comic-Cons or these events?
1: Yeah, I got I went to one in Massachusetts, uh the one in Lowell Mass um and I actually got to see Mick Foley.
0: Oh nice. Dubai. And I was,
1: I was like, and that was a huge deal for me, right? I was a wrestling fan growing up, so just seeing him in person and whatnot was great. Um, and it, he is like one of the most down to earth, super nice guys that you'll ever meet. I, I mean, I only talked to him for like three minutes, but it made the entire trip for me.
0: That's amazing. Yeah did uh, did he pick up a book?
1: Uh, he did not pick up a book. I, I did not even catch him at my table. I was out. I was out looking at the other vendors when I ran into him. So.
0: He's, um, I mean, I I grew up on wrestling, so I'm a, a Mick Foley fan. He's a, well, he's author, picture book author, like you name yep. it. He's done it, right? So, well, that's really cool that you got to meet him.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's like super nice guy. And people adore him wherever he goes. And, you know, he does a lot of stuff in the New Hampshire area, like Santa's Village he goes to all the time. So you always have that, like, I know so many people in this area who have run into him casually because he's around and he does all of it. And I've heard the same thing from everybody like, super down to earth, approachable guy.
0: Well, that's awesome. And I, I mean, you already made some really great sales pitch about your books and your writing. But if you want to leave uh, the listeners with something really to like, you know, dive into your collections, what, what, how would you do it or what would you say?
1: You know, I would, uh, Tell folks, if you're really looking, if, if you enjoy that dark hero trope, you know, and you're not, you're not finding your traditional vampire werewolf love story, love triangle here. You know, we're talking a cannibal necromancer that's been alive since the turn of the century, who has all of these experiences and when you look at soul stealer origins it really delves into what's the difference between a man who is a monster and a monster who chooses to be a man and just wrap that in nonstop action and adventure that's what origins brings to the table
0: it's sales pitch
1: thank you <laughs>
0: great sales pitch people should check it out man on uh on amazon and on your uh web page and if anybody wants to reach out to you well you're on twitter
1: oh yes i'm active i love talking to people like jump jump in have a conversation
0: i like twitter i think twitter is the best place to uh communicate with people instagram you know instagrams Videos and pictures and things like that uh, to find content and buy stuff, but uh, Twitter's yeah. amazing for uh, interacting with people. And I always recommend people reach out to authors and, and and other people just just due to that fact that I got it happens all the time. People message me all the time privately. So and uh, I think I covered all your social media. Yes, I,
1: yeah, I, I think you got them
0: all. I got everything, and um, that's it. So, uh, Reed, thank you for coming on the show. It's now. mr mike (laughs) show and not the mr mike podcast wrong answers only as 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 we transition so uh i really appreciate you coming on the show
1: well thank you for this opportunity it's been a ton of fun and uh, we'll definitely do it again in the future all right you've got the deal
0: thank you everyone for being a part of the mr mike show if you enjoyed this episode please consider subscribing to your platform of choice. For more updates and exclusive content, visit our website at www.mrmikemtl.com. Stay relaxed, stay inspired, and we'll see you next time.